When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Ooh! Thought you were gonna talk about fucking uh, Clemens kid, Cody. No, no, he's not, he's no. been hitting some tanks. That's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Miguel Cabrera and the Machine are headed to Hollywood. They're coming thoughts, with us. Thoughts on these fellows going to the All Star game? I and I've said this. We've got to figure out a way, and I don't know if it's something that's overlooked, not not weighted a ton, whatever, but. Um, if all-star game votes or excuse me, all-star game nods and appearances are something that can actually impact a guy's earning power, then I think we have to figure out a way to balance the fan vote and actual production and making sure that the guys who do produce are rewarded as well. Cause I'd hate for a guy who's having just a down year who's been an all-star for two, three years, but is having a down year, and there's somebody new and different at that position who's having a much better year. I want that guy to get the all-star nod if it does impact his earning capability because now that guy's going to be able to make a little more with that all-star nod as opposed to the guy who's probably making good money if he's a two, three-time all-star but not having a good year. He doesn't have to be an all-star. We know he's an all-star, all-star caliber player, but he's not getting it. So I, I just kind of wanted to throw that out there so that I can say, when you have guys like Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols who are acknowledging that they're done after this year, so we do have the opportunity to bring them to a place together where fans across the game can collectively celebrate these guys. And the fact that they're willing to show up, wanting to come and show up and be a part of the festivities, that's something that that wanes at the early part of your career. There's guys who they make the all-star team. It's great. It's fun. And then after that, you know, given the opportunity, if I don't have to go because vacation, I'm banged up. I not, I'd like time off. Blah, blah, blah. Guys, you know, they, they don't entertain it as much. So to see these two dudes getting the opportunity to go, embracing it, this can only be good, again, for the continued growth of the game because these are legends that will be celebrated. They deserve this opportunity. Fans who haven't been able to see him and celebrate him over the last few seasons for many various reasons will now have that chance maybe one last time to go back, see him, say hello, just experience the love for these guys all you know in the same building. And that's not something that I think gets to happen a lot. So for dudes like this who have done what they've done in our game, fans, this is a this is a great thing. It's a wonderful thing. In my I can't opinion. believe I can't believe there are people complaining about this. So 
I went back and looked because I was curious. And this is coming from one of the biggest, if not the biggest, Cal Ripken Jr. fan alive. He was hitting like 211 with a 570 OPS when he made the All-Star team in his final season. But that was... who. The fact that we have to like look it up means who gives a fuck what he was hitting. It was his last season. And what do we remember about that All-Star game? We remember right. him hitting the homer. And we remember A-Rod going out there and Moving switching positions so that Cal could play short. That's what we remember. And I think, you know, part of us were conditioned because people still think, like I saw some replies, people being like, well, maybe they shouldn't make it determine home field advantage in the World Series. It doesn't. And it hasn't for a couple of years now. Clean so it up. It's, it's an exhibition game. It's a showcase of stars, which is why, like my whole take last week, we were talking about Aaron Judge being the lead vote getter for the All-Star game. Like, is he having the best statistical season? He's having one of the best statistical seasons, but you could break it down where Jordan is having a better offensive season. And that's kind of like what Aaron Judge's bread and butter is his offense. Like, Jordan is, is having a better offensive season than Judge. But is Aaron Judge the biggest star? Yeah. Like, yes, you could make that case for sure with Shohei, uh, who's also going to be there. And I think in a case now where, like, Derek Jeter was still making all-star games every year at the end of his career when, when he was not that great in his final year. Yeah. Fucking go out there. Like that's it's, it's all you. And, and to have Pujols out there, I don't care what he's hitting. It's his final season and it's Albert goddamn Pujols. Like, yes, I want to see him when I tune into the all-star game and I see stars. I don't care about numbers. I care about like the names, like this dude is an all-star and I get the other side of it too. Where you have the argument of, yes, I want to see these legends play in the game, but there's also younger guys that have never been there before that are having all-star worthy seasons, and they they may have bonuses tied to to being an all-star, or they want to they want to become the next Albert Pujols. They want to build up their legend to where they're going to the all-star game every year, and it starts with that first one. What if I can't go that first year because someone else that took my spot is hitting 240, but we just he's really popular. So I see it from both sides, but like, no, but that's, it's what that's, the fans that's the thing want. About this. That's the thing about this is this isn't like, this can't be viewed that way. This can't be viewed as, and I would have to believe that this type of selection behind closed doors has been talked about where it's not going to take that away from a younger guy. Like these are, and we could call them legacy additions, you know, mm-hmm. like, because like I said, this isn't an addition that Miguel Cabrera is like, you know what? If I could log this last all-star game nod here, I think I think the contract I might be able to get on the like that's not a fucking thought here. Miggy's done. Albert done. They're telling you, like, fuck, we out. Right? So why would you not? That would be my question. And I think there's probably criteria that could be loosely set. Where you know uh, a guy's got 15 years in the game, and maybe X amount of all stars selected prior. Where if you're going to get the Derek Jeter treatment to an extent, because that's what everybody is, I-, I think, subconsciously thinking about is that motherfucker got a farewell tour, and from there we started paying attention to other guys that were going to get farewell tours or other guys who weren't going to get farewell tours, like. That's something that I think we think about, whether we admit it or not. So when it comes to giving these guys this kind of acknowledgement, like let's get over the idea that it's going to be taking away from anybody else who's up and coming. Like that's 
That's not the point at all. This is merely an acknowledgement of what they've done for the game of baseball, who they are in our world. And if you're telling me that Miggy is going to fucking take the mound and face Albert and vice versa, <laughs> fucking all the better. <laughs> well, they, we got to hey, let's shout out to Rob Manfred then. We got to give got to show love. He you did know, it. I mean, yeah, like like he this is move. Well, this he is this is it. one of the things. This is one of the things that yes, like Joey, that's a fair fair point to make. For every stone I've ever hurled or shot via slingshot at Rob Manfred and company, this is a move that I can applaud. Yeah, well, and, but you know what would be sick? What? And this is genius. Zach Greinke's a legend. Mm. How about home run derby? Legacy yeah. home run derby spot. Mm. I mean, he, was it was it, yeah. it Greinke or Mad Bum that wanted to be in the Mad home run Bum. derby? Mad, Mad Bum, Bum wanted to be in. Yeah, they wouldn't let him, dude. Cowards. Cowards. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Miggy's hitting three oh eight this year, and I know that people are like, "Oh, batting average? Really? You're gonna cite <laughs> batting average?" Yeah, I am. He's hitting three oh eight. Like, you ever see a shitty hitter hit above three hundred? Can I can I ask can I ask <laughs> when did when did batting average just become so invaluable? Like it's so, not that like, it's not that it's invaluable. It's that you need other co- context numbers. is fine. Yeah, but we have that now. We have that now. So now we can understand. Like all of these other numbers, you know what they did? They did something that baseball players have known for a long fucking time. And you can sound pretty stupid saying it out loud, but it is what it is. Well, well, I feel like it evens out, you know? I feel, like, I feel like in the end, it all evens out. It's like, what does that mean? Well, that means for every line drive I've been able to snare before it goes through my face and that becomes an out, there's a broken bat hit that probably should not have been a hit, right? You blow a guy up, exit velocity of 72 miles an hour, but it finds a hole. That shit balances out. So now we have context though, right? Hard hit rate, exit velocity, barrel percentage. Like you get a pretty good idea. Whiff rate, you get a pretty good idea whether or not this fucker's putting the bat on the ball. And you get a pretty good idea of what it looks like when he is putting the bat on the ball. So when I tell you or you tell us that a 76-year-old Miguel Cabrera is hitting 308 in the big leagues, for the fucking 15th or 18th year. Yeah, I care. And you're damn right, Joe. Tip your fucking cap. Yeah. Because how many of these other fucking guys are you watching get absolutely undressed <laughs> by the shit that's going down in the big leagues now? And Miguel Cabrera in his final season, what, his 20, what season? 22nd, 23rd season? Miguel Cabrera is in his 20th big league season. Is like, yeah, fuck it. I'll go out hitting 308. Well, he said he's going to retire next year, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he's got one more. But even still, he's 39. He's in his 20th big league season. And he's hitting 308, which, and by the way, he hasn't hit. Well, in 2018, he hit 299. Um, but he hasn't hit over 300 since 2016. So... I think I, I I don't know. I'm sure that it depends on certain guys, but the guys that play 20 years and they were uh-huh. elite hitters, uh-huh. ha- maintaining the career batting average. Like I was a 300 hitter for my career. That means something. And Miggy's <laughs> 310 for his career. Damn. That means a whole lot of something, dude. Can we? That can means- we? As a podcast, can we collectively say that we still like batting average? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm yeah, I'm a pitcher. And I'm here to tell you that I like batting average. Yeah, I just I don't know. I I it matters. Get, it it definitely the people that just throw it out like it doesn't mean it. Like no, of course. Like there and there's weighted on base average. Like, you know, a home run, a triple, a double, a single, they all count the same it for batting average. So like I get when people are like it's it's, you know, there are better ways to look at it. I agree. I agree. There are better ways to look at it. But if someone's hitting 320, I want to know. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's not necessarily that's the whole point though. Is is by by saying better ways to look at it, Jared, that is sort of ranking and valuing the statistics in a prioritization manner. Sure. And and I'm here to tell you that it's about the context yeah. and that it's there's different, there's more and different ways to value this player or to find and celebrate this player's value. So when a guy is going to have, when a guy has the ability to hit 40 to 50 homers a year and you want that to be appreciated, you're probably going to be focusing on some other statistics. His ability to just get hits on average are probably not going to be the hill you choose to die on defending the guy who's going to hit 40 to 50 a year, but might punch out 200 times. You're probably going to look for a different statistic, right? You're probably going to want to add some context to what you're talking about. Let's be honest. All three of us, whenever, if we're going to take a a deep dive at a player, whether it's a pitcher or it's a hitter, or if we're looking at, I guess, defense, whatever, I throw that out. If it's, if it's a hitter or a pitcher, we're not just looking at one statistic. When have we ever done that? Be like, oh, I I just want to see his ERA. No, I'm going to look at his ERA. Wins. I'm going to look at his. Yeah, I'm going to look at his ERA. I'm going to look at his innings. I'm going to look at his strikeouts. I'm going to look at his walks. I'm going to look at the WHIP. I'm going to look at the strikeouts per night. Like I'm going to look at all of it. And and for, for same thing for hitters. It's like yeah, I want to know what, what his uh what his batting average is, but I want to look at his on base. Does he walk? Or is it like what what good does it do me if he's hitting uh 260 but his on base is 281? Like that's not good. Like what's his slug? Is he is he hitting for power? Like the, all that is shit that I want to know, and like the the weighted runs created plus, how how much better is he is he than the rest of the league? Like all all of that. So yes, like batting average still has its place, um, because all that to say, Miggy's OPS is like a, a tick above seven hundred. The the power is not there. He's thirty nine. That's okay. <laughs> like it's all right. Well, well, but the fact that I, I, it's almost a compliment to him. That it's like, all right, it's it's not like he was a glorified slugger. I'm going to tell you right now, Miguel Cabrera could stay filleting balls to right field until he's fucking 60. <laughs> yeah. I, I truly, truly believe that. You would probably be able to throw him out from anywhere in the outfield, but I feel like Miggy could just take you right back up the middle, fillet over the second baseman's head until he's until he's in need of a walker. He can do that. He is the best hitter on his team. That, that's a fact. How about this? I mean, I don't know that many will be able to say it. He probably coming into the league and after a couple of years was the best pure hitter on his team then and has been all the way until the very end of his career. Yeah, for real. He's never had somebody show up and he's been like, oh, now I can learn. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. He's just been that dude. Yeah. Um, for some, real, who's some, his best hitting teammate in Detroit? Uh, Magalio Ordonez. 
Victor Martinez. Victor Martinez is yeah. probably who I would pick. Yeah, or JD Martinez, or Nick Castellanos, or JD Martinez. Some would say Roger Davis. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd go JD there. Prince Fielder was his teammate for a hot sec. That's right. He was. Mm-hmm. Then something happened. What happened? I, think I didn't hear about this. <laughs> Can you tell me? He just didn't like Detroit. <laughs> Dude. Well, he's not blue collar enough? Yeah, it just wasn't for him. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. How it yeah. goes. What, sometimes, uh, sometimes it do be like that. Um, what else we got? Yeah, quick news and notes here because I got to get the fuck out of here. I still have to shower and get to Fenway. I was supposed to be there 90 seconds ago. Uh, Chris Bassett, our guy, he said uh, we should stop testing for COVID. Enough. Agree or disagree? Uh, <laughs> this is going to be an unpopular <laughs> opinion. Uh, at this point, I really don't care. Based on what I have bore witness to the fact that baseball is still testing for COVID leaves me scratching my head. I'll say that I am genuinely curious as to why and how they think that what they see happen every day and testing how I just, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So what happened with him? He got he got COVID, but he didn't think he had it, or what happened? Well, uh, just to cover Bassett's back here, let's say he was asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. But that's the idea. Is no, he said like I never felt sick, I never anything, I never, you know, like nothing. How much nothing. did he miss? Ten? You had to do ten days still. Well, I mean that's that's the other thing, Joe. Is like there's all you know like. You got to test this amount of times before you can come back and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So it's just, it's a lot of mounting frustration from guys. Understandable. Like if you're still, that's the thing. You're still jumping through hoops and you're watching, (laughs) you're watching things occur that, well, if, if there's a hoop down the road that I'm going to have to jump through, then we shouldn't be doing this, which everybody is. So then what the, what are we? Yeah, I. That's why I said I totally understand, totally understand where he's coming from. Um, Joe, you mentioned uh, somebody on an absolute fucking tear right now, and it's funny because you and I, uh, our brains were in the same spot. I was looking at the same stuff. I actually, I don't want to say I went a step further, but I was looking at both sides. But uh, do you want to talk about what we're seeing from from Mister Showtime right now? Oh, Mm. dude. The show bays are loving it right now because this guy hasn't given up an earned run since June 9th. So one month. No earned one runs. Month. One month tomorrow. Let's not be incorrect. But, but you know what? One fucking month. You know what, Joey? I thought that was really good for a guy who during that same span since June 9th, I thought what he's done on the mound was exceptional when you consider it's being done by a designated hitter. Because during that span where he's not giving up any runs, he's hitting 284 with six homers, 19 RBIs, 15 walks to just 19 strikeouts. And he's got an OPS of 968, which in my humble opinion, Joey, is pretty fucking good for a DH, right? <laughs> DH, Sorry, those yeah. numbers are good for a DH. If I'm just designating you to be the hitter, 
and you're giving me a 284, six bombs, 19 stakes, 15 free passes, 19 punches, whatever, you're going to fucking hit and miss sometimes. 968 OPS as a DH, you're taking that. You're taking that. But what if I told you that we were going to run that DH out on the mound and he was going to give you 26.2 innings to the tune of 40 fucking strikeouts and only seven walks? What if I told you that the opponents were only going to hit 132 against him since June 9th? I'm in love with What if I told you that was the same fucking dude? Dude, he's underrated. I'm saying it, man. Underrated. he's, He's underrated. He's, he's the underrated best athlete and he's in the world. Underappreciated. Yeah. He's the best it athlete in the world. Me. It disgusts me that we live in a society where this dude is already becoming a victim of what he did. He's a, he's a victim of his greatness. In a year, in a year, the greatest baseball gift bestowed upon us as fans of this great game in one year's time has become a victim of his own <laughs> greatness. And his team shittiness. It's his That is it's, tragic. It's a uh, it's just every time he does well, it's just like an easy tweet to just be like, hey look, Shohei's good, but his team's shit. <laughs> I know the dude like think about it, the dude punched out 13. Or the night before he hits three or two three run jacks, has eight fucking RBIs or whatever it is. And then the next night punches out 13 and people are like, yeah, but like you have a yeah, but like, that's I don't know, man, who said, I don't feel like no one really, no, I don't know if he's, I think he's underrated, but I don't, no one's really hating on him. Like, no, only Yankees fans. Cause they just fucking, like Aaron judge. Yeah. And now the people Yankee are, fans are still bitter that he didn't pick the Yankees. And every yeah. time he goes to pitch in the Bronx, he shits his pants. So that's their claim to fame is, yeah, bro, we got in his fucking head, bro. He was out there, dude, and he can't handle the blocks, bro. He can't do it, kid. <laughs> That's what they do. Uh, By the way, Aaron Judge already has 30 homers, though. That's sick. Dallas, That's do you have sick. the fucking, do you have the fucking balls, Dallas, to say why? that because Aaron Judge Because I've been Judges- so accurate. Dallas. Because I've been so accurate. I know why you're going you to be here. I know why you're going to be here. have the fucking balls. To tell you that Aaron Judge doesn't hit 61. To say that Aaron Judge <laughs> passes Roger Maris this year. Is he going to do it? Or are you going to say that he's a brittle, broken bitch that can't fucking hang in the second half and he's going to fall apart and he's a mental midget and he can't, he can't live up to the pressure and the fact that he's doing it with the Yankees and all the ghosts no. of Roger Maris and Babe no, Ruth Jared, are going to haunt Jared. him and he can't handle that. He can't handle the pressure. You going to say that? This is how I look at Aaron Judge right now, getting mm-hmm. ready to embark on what could be the most viewed and watched home run pursuit. Maybe. I, I mean, I don't know if 73 was as electric as the summer of 98. And when I say 73, I'm obviously talking about Barry, the summer of 98. You know, I'm talking about Mac and Sosa. So does this home run chase because it does it becomes a chase he's oh he's over 30 by the break like he's it's a chase to 61 because of the the hallowed energy around that number where i sit here jared is we know where aaron judge is from he's from the 209 oh judge is from the 209 so it's gonna take a 209er to come and save and rescue the yankee record book that's how I look at this. So when it's all said and done 
And we in the 209 rest our head upon our pillows. Are you it will really be knowing you're trying to claim Aaron Judge it, now? There's there's no trying to claim Jared. It is what it is. The guy's from this the is what what you want me to, this is what you're doing. You're you asked me like, how I perceive this. I and I'm not you're done. Gonna, I'm telling if, you if that Aaron this record hits comes home, home to Stockton. Runs, then you're gonna this be record like, oh, the A's they did it. <laughs> this record, no, because now all the Yankee fans have to know that this record was done by somebody from out here on the West Coast that had to be it, it had to be a, a, a savior. To them. Yeah, I don't think they give a fuck. That's how I. Look they better it. start. Yeah, they that's better my. Start. Well, he's leaving, dude. He's going yeah. to Oakland, bro. Oh, he's he's going, going home. He's if they're not careful, home. right? Yeah, Linden. Linden does not have a baseball team. I don't know that they have. Mm-hmm. Don't think they have that in their future plans. Do they have uh, dark and also, stormies? They do have dark and stormies. Tell them yeah. about them. Yeah, because they better fucking have dark and stormies. Uh, me and Jake were sucking down dark and stormies on the on the stream that Dallas <laughs> called into. <laughs> Uh, what happened to your phone service? Were, oh. What happened? What? What? Did you you lost service when you called into the stream, Dallas? Yeah, yeah. I was I was showing you guys some some ground ball action. Yeah, yeah. Chappie was taking ground balls, and, and it was Bo. interesting because he was he you know he can feel the ground ball, but he wasn't hitting many ground balls in that series. I think he was he was hitting some homers. Yeah. That's just that Oakland A's development, baby. Yeah. They grow them over there. That's that. That's that Stockton uh, internet, Dallas. <laughs> mm. Is your internet okay, Dallas? I just looked up Linden, California, where uh, Aaron Judge is from, mm-hmm. and it's like, what is Linden, California, known for? And it says hey. the Speed Freak Killers, a serial killer duo from Linden. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 209, baby. <laughs> Coming at you quickly. <laughs> yeah, Chapman hit the shit out of some Oakland. We don't, it's, it's, That's fine. It's fine. You got, you got lucky. Speaking of the green and gold, Gosling's with that Fenway green can for their canned cocktails. Ooh. Ugh. It's one of the most popular cocktails on the planet. That delicious combo of smooth Gosling's Black Seal Rum and spicy Gosling's Stormy Ginger. I'm drinking beer. it right now, bro. Are you? This whole thing. Oh, damn, dude. Damn. Hell of the down. day, dude. Dude, Gosling. you wild. You wild for that. Uh, the delicious combo of smooth Gosling's Black Seal Rum and spicy Gosling's Stormy Ginger Beer cannot be beat for a summertime cocktail. Visit goslingsrum.com to get Gosling's products delivered straight to your doorstep and get $15 off your order of Gosling's rum, ginger beer, or dark and stormy in a can by using promo code DRAFTKINGS at goslingsrum.com. 21 and over only. Please drink responsibly. It's time to take your body care routine to the next level. Introducing Osea's bestseller body care set, the perfect companion for your summer travels. This four-piece kit transforms dry skin to silky, soft, and glowing. It features travel sizes of Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil and Body Butter, clinically proven to improve skin elasticity, along with their anti-aging body balm and salts-of-the-earth body scrub. And to top it off, it's packed in a vegan leather bag, making it a must-have for all your summer adventures. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. 
Treat yourself to glowing, healthy skin this summer with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, you can get the best seller's body care set valued at $78 for 33% off. Use code SUMMER to save an additional 10%. That's an additional 10% off at OCEAMalibu.com code SUMMER. Uh, Kyle Schwarber has been a motherfucker since uh, I mean, every, every June. Every June. Yeah. He, do, he does this. I mean, that led, to his, that led to his historic Red Sox tenure. Pretty much, yeah. So Red I'm going to go back. The best player in June that year, and that was last year. And, uh, yeah. yeah it's, so hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to May 30th. For no reason whatsoever. Because he hit a homer that game. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go back to May 30th. His last 35 games, he's homered 17 times. He's uh, it's really he, good. He's thirty-seven for one hundred and thirty-three, with seventeen homers and six doubles. He's What's he slugging? He is time. slugging seven oh seven. That's Not nice. Bad. That yeah. is nice. Yeah. Yep. Schwarbs. I mean, the Phils. If I'm reading this correctly, I guess you're about to say that they are in the playoffs right now. Twenty-three and twelve in that span. At least when when Schwarber's in there. When he started slugging homers, the Phillies, 23 and 12 in those games. Woo! Phil's in a playoff spot right now. Is that what you're saying? Am I, I, think I might be. Am I reading this right? Are Didn't the see you, they are spot? tied. They're probably in that no, they wild are. card picture. They are tied with the St. Louis Cardinals because my Milwaukee Brewers took back the Central. It is the Atlanta Braves for the top spot, the San Diego Dads for the second spot. And then the Philadelphia Phillies and St. Louis Cardinals are tied entering play today. Technically, it's the Phillies by percentage points. Five, they have a 530 winning percentage to St. Louis's 529. Um, but they are uh, technically tied. That's but crazy. Philadelphia Phillies are in the fucking playoffs. And Bryce Harper said, I'll be back. The fightings. He'll be back this year. He'll be back like this that. year. I like that. And maybe I like that. Maybe that's he'll, sending uh, a message right there. That's what that is. Boys, just hold the rope. Hold the rope. And when daddy comes back, we're going to go to banging. Mm. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. I like Damn, it. Damn, dude. How the fuck are the I, Phillies in the playoffs? I respect like the Phillies. Because of the fucking baseball is dead voicemail line. That's why. That's true. They we fired also, the. Uh, yeah. We got to give a quick shout out to Tony Gonsolin. Yeah, we do. I mean, and I get it. I get it, Dodger fans. You wanna you wanna rep your boy? I get it. But he cannot start the All Star game. He can't. <laughs> Not over Sandy. No, you kidding me? Innings matter. Innings matter. Um, I mean, I kind of wanna. I guess we can do like a, a little comparison here. I, I I wanted to just blow Tony specifically, but he's he has a 162 ERA. He's made 16 starts, 88 and two thirds innings, 80 strikeouts, ERA plus leads the league, a .80 WHIP leads the league, and a 4.9 hits per nine also leads the league. But then you got Sandy. A hundred and twenty-three and a third innings. 
Yeah. He's faced more batters than any pitcher in the league. He's got a 182. He's got two complete games. He's punched out 107. Uh, the whip is also sub one for him. I mean, like Tony. Here's the thing. It's in Dodger Stadium. So that's mm-hmm. where I think the the debate comes in is like, well, it is an exhibition game. We're not trying to like we don't need to win this thing. Like Tony is going in as the ERA leader and he's been dealing. He's eleven and zero. Does he get the nod? Who gets the nod for the NL? Kershaw. Kershaw. <laughs> if you're gonna like, use the Dodger Stadium argument, just put Kershaw. Uh I mean it's a legacy all star start. Yeah. But it's obviously it's obviously Sandy. He's just too silky smooth. He's too silky. <laughs> he's he's, he's scary legitimately shit. too silky to not start the game. Yeah, it's a. <laughs> I can appreciate the the Tony Gonsolin pick. Like I can appreciate wanting. Uh, come on, man. This, this kind of just goes back to my point about the whole like, if this is going to affect. Guys in their earning ability, and this is something that they're going to be able to take into that arbitration room, take into free agency. Like, well, then we got to talk about this. Like, we got to, we can't just can't just go handing this shit out to anybody here. But yeah, like we're talking about, it's not half the body of work here. But how many innings for Sandy um, Alcantara right now? One hundred one twenty-three. One hundred twenty-three. Yeah, one twenty-three and a third to All right. eighty-eight Gonsolins. Yeah, I mean, come on. How does that even happen? Has Gonsolin been hurt or something? No, it's just you're like you're getting deeper into a ball game. On average, how many innings are you pitching? Like Sandy's got two CGs, bud. Yeah, it's crazy to have a one point six two ERA and be like he's just not going deep. But I mean, I guess pitch count stuff. Not sniffing. Yeah, he's not sniffing those kind of outings, right? Like, I mean, think about the kind of like the deep is. Seven innings, I would assume, for Gonsolin. Seven innings. Maybe an eight-inning performance in there somewhere. If you go if you go back and look at his game logs. Sandy, we know, like I just told you, has got two CGs under his belt. So think about those outings on average. Like that's where the body of work, like it, it just it's a, for me, it's a no-brainer. Come on. Gonsolin eleven and zero though. I don't undefeated. give a fuck. I don't undefeated, care. baby. Great. You don't like winners? I love you don't winners. like winners, dude? Makes sense, dude. Oakland. Psh. Yeah. How many? I mean, here, I'm going to look. How many walks? Sandy has 30 walks in 123 in the third innings. Tony Gonsolin has 23 walks in 88 and two thirds innings. Sandy's got 107 punch outs. Tony's got 80. Okay. Dude, I don't understand how pitching war works, but Gonsolin has half the pitching war as Sandy. Half. The, literally that's, half. That's where body of work comes into play. Yeah. Like you're just on average, you're giving, you know, two thirds of an inning more, almost an inning more work. So under that logic, he is twice as good, Sandy. I'm not a math major, but that checks out. Call Manfred. Call him. Get him in there. 
Is that it? Is that all we got? Pretty much. I think so, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shout out to the Mariners. Mariners are back to 500. All the, the Mariners, way back. Yeah, they uh they haven't been a 500 team since like early May. So all they the way come back. into this and they're getting weekend. uh they're getting Ty France back. Yeah, which is big because he's literally been one of the best players at that position in the league. Ty France rakes. That's awesome. You think the Mariners got a fucking shot? They're only they have a really good back. shot. They Dude, got a really good shot. Three games back of the Toronto Blue Jays, and there's no Look, teams in front of them. So I, I said this, and I wasn't joking when I said this the other day. I said, if you want to cut it off at six games, I can understand thinking, all right, we're six games out of the last wild card spot. We still have a chance because that's ultimately like playing well at the right time while another team doesn't, right? Like that's that's winning a couple series in a row, maybe winning seven out of 10 while another team stumbles. And now shit could look very different for you. So conceivably, the last two weeks of the season could be very big for a team who might be six games out or whatever. We understand that a lot of shit has to happen. But as we sit right now, the Baltimore Orioles well within that conversation, it's actually down to the Texas Rangers in the American League, which would mean all you're leaving out are the Angels, the Tigers, the Royals, and the Oakland A's as far as potential third wild card teams. If you were to cut it off at five games or at six games, excuse me, six games back, that's the Rangers. That's the Baltimore Orioles at five, the White Sox at four and a half back, and then the Guardians and the Mariners, respectively, three games back each from that third wild card spot currently held by the Toronto Blue Jays with a record of 45 and 39. So between the Orioles and the Blue Jays, five wins. Five wins separate the Blue Jays and the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> they had the, the, the AL East could get five teams in there. <laughs> I mean, could you? <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. It can't happen. That'd be fun, though. They should it all make happen. it. I mean, you just what do you do? You just tell the central, like, hey, uh, you guys aren't worth a shit. Yeah. Guys, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think no one from the central should make it, and the entire ALE should make it. Because the NL, the NL picture gets condensed very quickly if we're cutting it off at six games. Uh, it's the Miami Marlins, the San Francisco Giants, and then the St. Louis Cardinals, who are tied with the Fightins for that third wild card spot right now. Shout out to you, Dallas, for calling out the Giants on their shit. They're about to be under 500, and you're the only mm. one. Only one with who, balls that'll say it. And yeah, you doubled down. Because last year, everyone was... But he doubled down. Everyone this year was so, like, I don't want to say it again. 107 mm-hmm. games. And they have underachieved. They have. Thank Big you, Joe. time. I appreciate that. They have. I think Rodon called them out. He's like, we need to fucking get a spark around here. Like, goddamn. They've underachieved under the radar. They've under. They've been, no one's talking about it. That's because well, they overachieved last year. 
So it's not like, it, like oh no 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 they, no no Jared they didn't overachieve. Come on, everybody saw that 107 <laughs> win franchise record setting season no, coming. They, they everybody knew Buster Posey year, was going to have so a career year in his final this fucking year. It's like all right, uh, you know it is what it is. We're living on oh, both yeah. sides of the spectrum here. All right, uh, I need to I need to get to the yard. So any other final thoughts, Jake? Jake's takes. Uh, I'm sitting monster tonight. So oh shit, so, yeah. Look! Look for me up there. I get a lot. I get a lot of. Uh, I get a lot of friends at the game tonight. I'm gonna have to make the rounds. Uh, our old friend Hubs will be there tonight, Dallas. Uh, doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, I'll be there with Joe's tonight from John Boy, uh, and Big Cass, former uh, WWE tag team partner of Enzo Amore. I'll be with him. Oh yeah. Uh, and then who else? There's a bunch of people that it's it's honestly like it it's when it's like Red Sox Yankees it's like being it's the same stress as the players where it's like yeah you got to find fucking tickets for everyone and it's like did you ever have to deal no, with I, that I, I mean I, you have like local like <laughs> what yeah no one wanted to go to A's games no I'm just saying it's kind of like you, you ever you know this is kind of a brag why is that a brag <laughs> people want to go to see Red Sox Yankee game and then they're like they don't want to pay for tickets. Yeah, that's a nightmare. That's not a brag. That is a nightmare. <laughs> you like you're framing it like as a nightmare, but it's also like kind of flex, a flex yeah. that people that you'll have people Joe. reach out that don't often reach out, and then when they do reach out, it's only for favors. Yeah, flex only reaching out, for, only reaching out for those late night logins. Yeah, got got fucking got real shitty friends flex on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let me just tell you this: if any of those Yankees fans give you a hard time, just call me, man. I'll call you. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I did. Uh, I'll FaceTime. Yeah. Final thoughts. Uh, I got a pair of, uh, I got a new pair of the Mike Trouts and received no less than four compliments today in the airport alone. Three out of the four from uh, middle-aged women <laughs> on my shoes, on on the Mike Trouts. So, I don't know if that's the demo, we're aim- but just I'm wearing them. They're in public. People like them. New Balance. This could be you. I could be telling stories about how Lindor's are just, I, I couldn't get on the plane. Why? Because I had seven bras thrown in my face <laughs> when I wore the tie-dye Lindor's Southwest early getaway. But, but you're playing. Till then. Wow! <laughs>